Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you haven't heard, there's been some news that came out. We can expect the payback discography on CD. And don't worry, there's a new record coming on the way. There's going to be a Mushmouth 97 demo repress, new music from Despise. Shout out Ben Brody. That guy is amazing. I'm really stoked to hear new music from them. Also, don't forget out of Chicago, MH Chaos dropping a new LP next year, and also Warren coming out of the SWB Scranton Wilkes-Barre area. Super stoked to hear all that. Like I said, if you're not following From Within Records on Twitter or Instagram, please do yourself a favor and go follow them. Stay up to date with all the awesome news coming out. So support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we traveled back to the Scranton Wilkes-Barre area. I had to track down my good friend, Nate Prosciutti. He's done a lot for the podcast. He's been on the podcast before. Today is my birthday. And I just wanted to reach out to a good friend and just have a real conversation. Uh, it's something that I just wanted to do because it is my birthday. And I'm not the, you know, I'm not the type to celebrate my birthday month or make the biggest deal about my birthday. It just so happens that on the days that I dropped the podcast, my birthday just happened to fall on it for the first time in history. So it was just a fun idea to do a birthday podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Nate and I. I had a lot of fun just to be able to sit down and talk at length with him on the podcast. And for everybody who knows me for the past 10 years, I've spent my birthday at Disneyland. It's the only kind of like celebration thing that I do. So if you're listening and this is pretty early for a Monday, uh, meet me in Disneyland. I will be there. Well, okay. Technically not Disneyland. I lied. I will be in Disney's California adventure. I know Johnny will be there. Shout out Johnny wonders. He's a real one. We're going to go there. We're just going to have lunch. It's going to be fun. This is going to be another typical birthday. This is what I did last year. It's like I said, this is what I did. The, I've done the last 10 years is I've spent my birthday in Disneyland and it, it's fine. It's not a big deal. So I don't like to get too wrapped up in it. I don't expect a big celebration or anything, but I just wanted to do something special for you guys and do this podcast with Nate. So strap in, enjoy the conversation and then meet us in DCA. So without further ado, welcome Nate Prosciutti to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Nate. Hello. Thank you for having me for a third time. Yo, this is awesome. This is uh, something that I wanted to do. Uh, by now, everybody listening knows that this is my birthday podcast. So I wanted to you know, track somebody down who I respect and uh, you know, love having as a friend. So I, I reached out to you and you were down to do it. So I appreciate you being here today. Dude, thank you. And happy birthday and uh, a lot of love your way. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. But man, this year has been so crazy. Obviously, you and I, uh, we stay in touch. We you know text and DM and whatever, but it, it, it's been a wild ride. 
and some disappointments, especially I, I know you had some things going on on your end. Uh, but uh, here we are the end of November. I'm just curious. Um, how are you feeling? Uh, how has the year been for you? How have you been holding up? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm feeling I, I, I'm feeling like shit's kind of crazy, but I'm feeling as regular as I usually do. Um, honestly, like 2020 has been nuts, but also like besides shows getting shut down and things like that, um, my, my life hasn't changed a ton. Um, I don't like, I'm not a very social person to begin with. So being locked down and all that stuff, um, doesn't really like I had a rough 2019, like in my personal life. Mm -hmm. So 2020, it hasn't been a breeze, but 2019, like was rough so 2020 i'm just kind of going with the flow on it um yeah i, t I totally get that it kind of seems like a movie because you, you think about shut down but... oh i'm sorry you, you're breaking up oh you you broke up you said uh it's kind of like a movie and then you broke up oh yeah i, I was just gonna say that if you kind of take a step back and if you look at what's uh you know going down from march till now with the pandemic and this uh this virus and then you have like the U.S. elections going on and all this like, you know, crazy drama with our uh, government officials. It, it just seems like this was all scripted. It, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's weird and wild to be living through it. Yeah, it's very uh, it's surreal. So I guess like that's the feeling. It's a surreal feeling um, currently with everything, with the covid, with political situations. It's just like a surreal feeling. So. That's that's how it feels for me. <laughs> I agree. Okay, so obviously there, you have a bunch of things going on um, when it comes to music. So I, I want to kind of uh, you know check in on a, a couple of these things. I know. Yeah. Uh, last year you booked uh, the still won't break, and I know yeah. you, you were slated to do a, a volume two, and that didn't pan out. But I, I'm curious, how far along did you get in the process of uh, putting together volume two and uh, what was it like to have to kind of pull the plug on it? I mean, I pretty much had a lineup locked down except for like two, like I was trying to just get like two, like headliners type bands. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I had a good chunk of because it was all like homies. So everyone was pretty quick to be like, yeah. So it was close. Like um, I wanted to announce it. Like I announced the date for it and everything. And then, uh, you know, we still were stuck in the situation we're stuck in. And it kind of, I was excited about it. So it sucked. And hopefully, uh, once things, you know, but, uh, I mean, I'll do it. I'll pick it back up. Volume two will happen then and try my best. I mean, by that time, there might be new bands that need to play a first show. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? That are putting out great music, <laughs> but need a show. So hopefully, might be uh, some first show for some new bands. I think that'd be a great showcase to put a new band on something like that, especially with so many awesome bands uh, from the area and so many people showing out to show support to that um, local show you got going on. Yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, I want to, I mean, once things could happen, I'll do it. You know, like, I mean, we're going to, all the homies will book normal shows and, you know, we'll do that one too. It'll just get right back into the swing of it whenever we could. And do you feel like it's uh, kind of like less of a blow, um, the fact that you didn't actually fully announce the fest? Because I know there was a, a number of fests that you know, put out oh, flyers. Sure. 
and had lineups, uh, you know, out there. But then I'm um, obviously uh, when things came, to, you know, too close, they had to pull the plug on everything because um, at that point, people yeah. realized that it wasn't possible to, you know, hold those kind of event, uh, events. So for you, even though you did announce the dates, um, the fact that you didn't put the flyer out, I, I, like, does that oh, make yeah. you feel like a little better instead of like, like still won't like we were so deep into the whole pandemic that it was like, uh, like, you know, it wasn't a big surprise. What really hurt uh, big time was the record release not happening. Cause that was like, that was like right when it was like, our, our shows are like starting to cancel. Cause there's talk of a virus. And it's like, you know, the territory was still kind of crunching in some dates. And um, me and Bob were like the last holdouts. Cause like, it was like uh, our show, then his show, like with shark attack and like we were just kind of <laughs> we were on the vibe of like you know just going down with the shit 100 necessary to pull the plug on it i was real bummed that uh we couldn't you know get that record release show and more bummed than not being able to do like still won't break absolutely because that that record release was going to be like one for the books i think I, I i believe that it would be and it would have been nice to get to actually play on the record because it was out for a couple of weeks but you know, there's way bigger issues than a show getting canceled. But as far as, you know, compared to this, me not being able to do this, uh, the still won't break. The record release was more of a sting. Okay. And we're going to build up to that. But uh, you did um, obviously uh, still won't break volume one. How do you feel that that had an impact on your local scene? Did like a lot of new kids turn out? How was the whole experience? Hmm. I don't think I don't think a lot of new people turned out from it. I think I think um it helped kind of keep things, you know, moving a good momentum, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a insane show. There's been like way crazier like normal shows like as far as attendance, but the vibe was like real good, you know what I mean? And uh I think it just kept like a good energy going and then you know, into further shows from that. Well, I think uh, not as much as new people, but the people that, you know, have been kind of coming around and kind of kept us all together on the same ship, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully with uh, more installments, um, it'll get in front of more eyes and it'll just, you know, obviously uh, hopefully grow in the future. Yeah. I mean, going to keep doing it and just keep the same vibe. Like one day, newer bands that, you know, I feel are that I'm into and, um, some bit, you know, not like super big bands, but you know, bigger bands too, but, uh, I'm just going to keep trying to do it every year and see what it does. Okay. And the last thing on still won't break, obviously volume two didn't happen. Are, are you going to keep the next one volume two? Or are you going to skip that as like remembrance and just go straight to volume three? Nah, volume two, baby. It's like, you can't be in like a a series, like a movie series, and be like, "All right, like Lethal Weapon one happened, and then they put out the trailer for Lethal Weapon two, but then like it's Lethal Weapon four with Chris Rock, and there was nothing in between." Do you remember the the iPhone? They skipped the, the iPhone nine and went straight to ten. <laughs> I, I don't pay it. I have like an eight, I think. I don't pay attention to any of the iPhone drops. Okay, well, so, be- for all I know, they're on like twenty seven. Okay. No, they're actually on uh, the iPhone 12 right now. Okay, so so I guess I'm technically only three behind. 
True. Yeah. No, no, four, four behind because if they skipped one, if they skipped one, it would have been five, and then I fucked. Yeah, you're right. Four behind, but they're on twelve. I'm four behind. Okay. Yeah, but but it, it's possible the. And obviously, the, the the reasoning behind that was it was like their tenth anniversary for the iPhone, whatever. So they're like, yeah, like let's just skip one whole number, which was pretty interesting, and people accepted it too. It wasn't that big of a deal, but I, I thought, it yeah, was like, I mean, I'm sure I could go to three, but it wouldn't be the third one; it'd be the second. So I'm just gonna rock, rock two, and pick up from there. Like, even if I don't know if I do two, and then I'm like, I'm off for two years for whatever reason, then the next one will be the third one, and so you know. I think they did that with Keystone Jams too. I don't. I don't know if they were every year. I think it was just kind of like when they would do them. You know what I mean? And then that mm-hmm. would be that volume or installment of that. Because yeah. uh, we played the last one they did. And I think that was three, but I don't think they did them three years in a row. Okay, it's, but I could be wrong. All right. Well, I appreciate you being down to talk about that. But I, I want to bring up uh, twelve forty records. You um, run this record label. You had some activity um, over the summer. You uh, put out that uh, record by Standalone, Whatever It Takes. And I I was just curious how you linked up with those guys and what's going on with the record label currently. Um, I they played here at the Hive and it was real good. You know what I mean? I always liked that band and like those guys and Ron and Sam and all those dudes um, kill it like. They show, they roll out to shows, they travel. So I hit up Sam, um, so I wanted to do a tape and, you know, I like, honestly, like them playing here and their energy and reaction, like I just thought it was a, a cool vibe. So I hit, hit them up and we just made it happen. I actually like, it sucks cause like my web store and PayPal have been like, people have been trying to buy tapes and it just refunds them immediately. And then like, try like, uh, then I get locked out of the web store sometimes. So I got like get a new web store type deal before I do anything else with the label. <laughs> but, uh, the standalone shit, like, uh, I really liked the, the record when Sam sent it to me. I'm like, Oh, this is, it's going to be sick. But yeah, I wanted to do a tape and just, you know, I hit him up and he was down and they were down. So it was, uh, it was that show that they played here, honestly, that like put put the idea in my head to ask them. Hell yeah, I I actually really like that record. I I, I talked to Ron a couple of months ago. He, he was on on the podcast, and I, I was talking about that record, and I was like so surprised at uh, how awesome it was because I I didn't know about Standalone, obviously, uh, you know, before they had those member changes. Uh, but when I was jamming out to that new record, I was like, damn, this is so sick. And I, mm. I and I hope a lot. Of, uh, I hope people out there know about it because I you know try my best and like talk about it as much as I can, especially when I had Ron on. And I'm actually going to talk to um, Lucas. He's going to come on the podcast next month. He's very dope. Um, he uh, he does a lot like for his uh, his scene for sure. Uh, all those dudes do. But uh, you know, he invited us up for that New Year's Day show, which was real cool. Mm-hmm. He invited Choice to make up and uh crazy show they when they um when uh standalone played fucking i was honestly like kind of not bummed but like they like blew it up and people and they're like and they're blowing it up it's like it's it's a rough act to follow you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but uh i was stoked for them you know like uh it was very awesome to see in person like them getting love at home 
Yeah, and I, I'm I'm stoked for for a, another great band coming out of Syracuse, and because I, I feel like uh, like Trail Lies have been kind of quiet, um, you know, this year. Yeah, I haven't heard too much from them, so I'm just happy to know that uh, there's another band from Syracuse, you know, um, making noise and doing cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know. I like even outside of the band, they're all like involved. I, that was very appealing for like trying to like work with them you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're all just normal hardcore people that want to do as much as they could yeah i, I appreciate that because those are the kind of people that are, are going to keep the I scene going that a lot yeah I, I i always talk about that uh sometimes hardcore and you know these shows and like these bands seems like they're always going to be around but it's like, but it's only because there's people behind the scenes putting in the work to put these things together and to keep them going because they could, you know, easily fade away and we could just lose everything. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a DIY scene. There's it's not like uh, I don't know the the radio station is booking hardcore shows. They're you know they're booking radio acts at the arena. You know, like uh, if you want a hardcore punk rock show and no one's booking it, then you have to book it. If you want a punk hardcore band in your area and no one's starting one, then you have to start it. It's very, uh, you know, it's a very hands-on genre, which is why it's very appealing. Mm-hmm. And you have your own venue out there in uh, the scranton wilkes area. It's, it's um, you and some homies, right, that um, got that place? Yeah, like choice to make one step close during like a common space where we could have shows and band practice and you know just whatever space uh, whatever uh purpose the space needs to serve you know what i mean um so yeah that's been a uh, it's been going well for sure it's like it's more of a you know community thing and uh, whose idea was it to start something like that because I, I find that uh really interesting and it's such an awesome idea because you think about uh all those homies, those bands coming together um, and just having something local like that. I, I think it's really awesome. Um, so my one friend, Matt Wren, he does dark medicine and they were looking for a space to operate out of and they were looking in a building and uh, he had just, you know, might've mentioned or sent pictures of the space he was going to be in or I forget exactly how it went, but uh, I think, my jokingly said like, Oh, you know, it'd be great if they had a spot like that could house a venue. Like and he's like, well, you showed us one place that actually would probably be cool for a venue. And, uh, he told me the price and I was like, God oh, damn, like we should try to figure something out. And then, uh, he got me in contact with the landlord and then I kind of pitched like, maybe, yo, maybe we could like the bands kind of do this. as like, you know, we could go in on it and just, you know, chop it up and if there's no shows whatever like the bands are chopping it up and it'd be like a you know like a team effort type deal um hit up the landlord you know we went to look at it everyone said they were totally down so i'm like okay but let's go so yeah it was you know it was like we got tipped off to it and then the crew went and we got it and if you remember um, how many shows have you guys had there Ah, shit. I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Um, trying to think. I would say more than 10, if I had a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that I would say more than ten for sure. There was a streak when we were there was like three in one week. I remember because like other people could book there. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would say like I don't know before the pandemic, like like because this summer would have been like a year, I think. Yeah, it would have been a year. So a good handful, and no one's fucking said boo to us. So that's awesome. That, that- yeah. That's cool to have a spot like that, especially um, with you guys being involved in backing it, because obviously you guys are um, super involved. You guys have those bands. So to come together and be able to provide a space like that for your guys' scene, it's really cool because it's hard. Like when when there's a a scene when there's like, you know, like random venues and you're scrambling to find places constantly. That's like the kind of things that will kind of like, you know, tank a scene. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the vibe. Like it's like, we needed something that wasn't going to like cost an arm and a leg to rent for like a regular show that might only have like 20 to 50 people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then we're not on the hook for like, I don't know, 300, $400. And then you can't pay any like bands at the end of it. It's like, then what, you know, what was the point if you can't help out the bands coming through, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So that was kind of the vibe too. Like it's, it's in our hands and now, bands come through and they play and we could like really like hook them up and like you know keep them going and fuel them up our area too you know what i mean especially for bands on tour mm-hmm. they could come through and even if the turnout's like kind of whatever because it's our spot we could just like be like all right we'll we'll balance this out later so let's hook this band up because they're on tour you know we could have a local show to balance it out later yeah, and, and that's awesome to have because if uh, bands are you know, like if a show like you know fell through, or if they're just looking for like that one last date to kind of get them to the next spot, just to be able to you know call up some of the local kids from the scene that can actually do something about it, like you know especially on the fly, that that's like, really awesome to have. Yeah, and it's like all right, you have a two band package. All right, we could even find like a band or two and have like a three or four band show for like five bucks. You know what I mean? And now you you have somewhere to play. Yeah, that's super awesome. I'm stoked that that you guys have that. And I'm definitely looking forward to getting out there in the future and being able to hopefully experience a show there. Yeah, I mean, you and me both, I think kind of, uh, I don't know, it'll be up to the crew. I'm sure. I mean, they they don't give a fuck, but uh, kind of when things come back, I think we're just going to kind of, we've been kind of um, not tiptoeing about it, but, you know, like, there are shows like where if we think it's a bigger show maybe we'll go to like a more legit less diy spot like or something like that but i think we're just going to kind of like when things come back just you know what book agnostic front let's go like blow the doors <laughs> off the place whatever we'll figure it out after <laughs> you know what i mean like just let it rock my dream is just to see like all the local bands there like i want to see you know choice to make warn uh, one step closer, the fire, wild red, just like those bands in that space. I think that would be fucking awesome. Let's go. Well, that's uh, when you come, we'll just have a private, private practice for you. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that, like as awesome as that would be, that would be a little weird because I'd just be sitting around. You know what I mean? Well, well, I'll just play to you. You can have a private show, socially uh, distance. It's a whole deal. You can mosh. All, the whole floor is yours. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Fine. I'm sold. I'm flying out to um, your area and get everybody on board. That's what we'll start doing. We'll start doing like personal shows, but like at outrageous ticket prices. <laughs> yes. For for 
$3,000, you can have your own intimate show at the Hive. Yeah, one step closer. <laughs> Ryan, like, has to sing through some plexiglass at you. Yeah, just it'll feel like you're at the the grocery store or something because you know when when you check out and you're just behind that glass and you're or the plexiglass and you're just like, wow, this is this is weird. It doesn't feel that safe, but um, I guess it helps. (laughs) (laughs) Or like it's like if there's an issue with like something like in front of that plexiglass and the person just kind of pops out from behind, reaches over, fixes it, and comes back. It's like then what's the point of having that thing if you're gonna come around it? Yeah, th- there's so many like questionable things. Like, I, I, if this w- one grocery store, yeah, it's unprecedented. So, dude, I mean, no one knows what to. Everyone's just doing their best, but it, it is. It's funny. Yeah. Or like the outside, uh, the outside dining that's in like a clue made of canvas. <laughs> yeah, and it, they'll they'll pack the shit out of that thing. Yeah, it's it, it, it's so strange. Like I've done the outdoor dining, which I'm not the biggest fan of. Like, yeah, like it's cool, whatever. Getting like the whole like restaurant experience, but like the first time I did it, uh, I was in, I was in L.A. and I, I was some Thai spot, and I'm literally sitting on the corner of this block, and like uh, I had my back to the street, and the person I was with. Uh, she was like, you know, she, she had the the safer seat. So I'm trying to like eat dinner while I'm hearing like, you know, people slamming on their like horns, like, you know, freaking out. And I'm thinking at some point, somebody's going to go up the curb and just run me over. And this is it. I'm going to die right here having an outdoor dining at this Thai spot on the corner. <laughs> and it was just such a weird experience because I, I wasn't super comfortable the entire time just because. I had this busy street behind me, uh, not because I was scared of uh, Corona or anything. I was like, you know, we we're outside, uh, socially distanced from You're the other people. Yeah, not scared of the Corona, scared of the Corolla. Yeah, it was just such like a weird thing. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't like something that I'm super desperate to do. So that, yeah, was, yeah. that was my first I was the one to eat out before. Like uh, we would just pick it up, take it home. You know what I mean? Even like in regular times, like yeah. to catch me sitting down and eating, it would be like if I'm, you know, out and about like uh, on tour or something like that, or just like, it's rare, you know, if someone's in from out of town, but on a regular, you know, up, up to, if it's up to me and like my girlfriend, then we're just, we were just picking it up to begin with and bringing it home. <laughs> yeah. For me, I, I used to go out like, you know, a couple times a week, whatever, and like not the, like the biggest deal. Like I, I never once was sad that I couldn't go to a restaurant, but uh, yeah. out here in Southern California, like we've been kind of like on this weird, like roller coaster ride through uh, the pandemic. Like I, I've seen it, uh, you know, when it was open and then it's things just slowly started to close and then things slowly started opening up again. So uh, being able to go back to inside restaurants, like I went to the movies, that was all fine. But now we're back to where everything was closed. Like they like pulled the plug on outdoor dining the other day. But I, I think it was, yeah. only, uh, it was only for like a couple days. So like I'm not even sure if it's like, you know, up and running again because I haven't been out to eat. Uh, so it's, it's just been like a weird experience. And oh, yeah, oh, I, for sure. I, I'm just not like clamoring to do that. I, I just. Like, like my stance, I just want to get to a point where uh, we could just go back to living life without these restrictions. Right. Yeah. So hopefully in the future, in, in the near future. On that one. But like you're saying, the movies, like the movies, this is another example of like <laughs> my life was like set up like for lockdown way before lockdown. Okay. We would go. So like Tuesday was like five 
five dollar day at the movie right yeah and um at the movie theater they had even updated like the seating um they got like bigger seats and stuff and no one could really sit like directly behind you there's a big it was it was almost as if it was like every rose for like handicap you know what i mean you could like get a wheelchair through every single row Mm -hmm. and there are these big luxurious chairs and when you go in they show you a little screen and it's the seating and it'll say you know what ones are taken what ones aren't so we would either go to the first showing of like something if, if it was newer like in the day like super early or if it was something that we've been waiting to see we'd we'd like let a movie like simmer for a minute till it's about to be out and then catch like either like the super early showing or late but we, we would like there was like first of all the theater would generally be empty essentially it'd be like a private screening but yeah if you know the times to go that's how that's how we were doing it for a while but sometimes you get these like fools you know you guys are sitting in there there's no one else and you it's not like you walk in and you pick your seat you pick your seat way outside and fools would be sitting down a seat away from you in a you know 100 seat theater and it's like you your girlfriend a space and then some rando to see like black panther like tuesday at 8 a.m you know, it's like, go sit up in the back or, or the row behind. Get away from me. You know? <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. In those situations, I've been in those situations because I used to go to the movies alone a, a lot because it's just, you know, you can go chill and I, I just get to, you know, be in my own world and get to fully, yeah. uh, you know, try to, um like, appreciate the movie and not have any weird distractions. So there had been times where people just uh, would pick the seat right next to me. And I was like, this is a serial killer or just like a really strange person because there's, there's no real reason why they should have sat next to me when the whole theater is yeah. empty. So like, honestly, I, I would just get up and move. I wouldn't even care. Like if they felt like, a so you like moved like closer to them. No, no, no. I would get up and move away. That'd be such a good move. They sit down like two seats away. You just like get up and go two seats over. And like, you're like next to them shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> no, it, it's weird to be in a a giant dark room with a stranger like that so i was like there's i, I don't oh, feel yeah. safe so i'm just gonna go away so yeah i didn't even care i just get up and move because there's like i, I don't want to sit next to you this is weird like if i would yeah. like if i wanted to sit next to you like i, I would have like you know went with you would have called you would have picked you up at your house would have brought you to the movie <laughs> yeah yeah got no. you a nice dinner would have went to the thai place yeah, so in my mind, that's like the start of a horror movie where I just sit there and they just start slashing my throat or something crazy, <laughs> you know? So I was like, I don't want to take that chance. I'm going to uh, just uh, save myself the trouble and uh, just go away and just like move a couple rows back. Yeah, sounds like the move. Okay, but okay, um, but going back to 1240 Records, I, I, yeah. I know you, you mentioned um, you want to uh, fix the um, website issues. Hello? But- you cut out there for a moment. Uh, I was asking about uh, 1240 yeah, records. Hold up. hold up. Oh, all right. You keep cutting in and out. All right. Let's see. We're holding up. Try it out again. Check, check. How's the sound? Am I cutting I out? I got you. Okay. So going. Little. What? Little? Still cutting out? Little. How okay, about... go for it. Try it out. Let's uh, go. Okay. So I was asking about 1240 records. Obviously, you mentioned the website issues. You want to clear that up. But are there any bands that you're working with behind the scenes that you haven't announced yet? Or do you have any upcoming plans? Um, I have like a little bit of a plan, I guess. Um, so like, it's kind of more of a, I'd like to do like one or two things a year. You know what I mean? I mean, this year is a weird year, but um, I'd like to 
over this winter, I want to write some like strength stuff, strength for reason stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to next year. I was kind of, I mean, if he's still down, we'll see. But I was talking to Carter from, from within about doing a strength record. One color, I get another color of the vinyl type thing. Um, and then strength gets the, you know, a little bit of both type deal. So me and the boys are going to try to write some strength for reason stuff over the winter. And then, uh, you know, hopefully it's a from within 1240 split. If not, you know, I'll figure it out. And, uh, but you know, from within has been doing dope stuff. So I, you know, I talked to him a little bit. He seemed real into it. I know he likes PA stuff. Mm -hmm. So that, I guess that's kind of all I got on the docket right now for 1240. You know what I mean? I got, uh, you know, a lot of other shit going on, but I want to try to keep a little, little movement there, you know? Dude, I love that. Uh, honestly, I I didn't even think to ask you about strength, but the fact that you just brought it up and mentioned Carter and From Within, that's like it, uh, now like the, the gears are turning in my head. I'm like, dude, that would be such a sick uh, thing to happen because I, I feel like uh, strength would fit perfect with what they're doing. And um, to have you guys uh, you know do a split thing, that, that'd be super sick. I, I, I love Carter. Uh, I love From Within Records. So th that's super sick to hear and I hope it happens. Yeah, he's dope. What he's doing is dope. It's like, you know, you know, tons of respect for him and he's just pumping him out the comp fucking crush. So yeah, I'm like, you know, I think it'd be cool. I've been wanting to do some, we, I mean, we all been wanting to do some strength stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to work on that over the winter and then hopefully at some point next year, I kind of, ideally I'd like to wait for like maybe shows to kind of happen again, but we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, keep your eyes up. That's what I'd like to do, you know. But I know he's got a lot going on right now, too. He's got that Warren LP coming with which, I know. You, so you're breaking that up. comes out fucking. When pre-orders go up, pre-order it. You're Warren, breaking Human work. <laughs> you, you were breaking up. I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> so I was saying, um, I was saying, mad respect to Carter, strength. We're going to try to write some stuff. That's I kind of want to do that split deal with Carter. He's been doing a lot with uh, from within so i got kind of work probably into that schedule but uh and i said warn he's doing the warn record mm -hmm. so i heard that record already and it's gonna fucking crush so you should pre-order it when it comes out hell yeah the human work lp right human work yeah uh it's it's good they recorded with uh i believe will from a restraining order oh, okay uh, and it sounds sounds real good that's uh will hurst yeah yeah i believe so yeah God. gate My, four i think or something yeah that guy is so talented like uh the bands that he records and even the bands that he plays in uh, uh that, that's so awesome for, to, to hear i'm like stoked to hear that they went with him that's awesome yeah yeah he uh he does good stuff for okay. sure so um, uh, just real quick, going back to uh, Strength for a Reason, y you mentioned you wanted to write stuff um, during winter. Has that process already started? Have you talked to the other members, or is this just like the very beginning of that stage? No, I mean, I dropped it in the chat. I mean, we always go through these little spurts of wanting to write stuff, um, but I kind of kind of hunkering down and uh, wanted to do this record for next year. And, um, you know, Carl was about it. Jimmy was about it jack they're you know rusty but jack and rusty and carl and jimmy like and myself like we're all you know busy so it's gonna be like probably you know sending videos of riffs or 
trying to link like here and there to like tighten shit up but i mean i'm always writing shit for all different stuff like i write shit for choice to make all the time i write shit for strength like i have kind of things always going you know what i mean like i have like things on my phone like little like video folders of me playing riffs like it'll be like choice to make uh strength for reason metal band the fire you know what I mean? like mm-hmm. i have all these little things for all these like all these riffs and songs that i like come up with so yeah i guess it's already kind of started but um you know we'll have to like nail stuff down clean it up and all that kind of stuff over the winter okay well that's honestly uh great news and i'm definitely looking forward to uh, you know seeing that stuff progress and eventually come out in the future yeah man no I'll, I'll send them to you bright and early I, I appreciate that, and I'm um, speaking of sending stuff bright and early. Uh, you had this band that you started uh, during the quarantine, and I, you were like sending me stuff, and it was really interesting to to kind of hear, um, you know, you just sending me like these um, iPhone recordings of you just playing guitar, and then it just evolving to you know, um, then it would be with a drummer next, and then eventually out of nowhere, I just uh, realized you guys had this record out, and it was just such a like you know trip because I, I didn't know where it was gonna go from when you first sent me those riffs to, you know, that full record coming out. So can you talk about that process and what that was like for you to create something new during the pandemic? Oh, the fire. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so me, TK and Ryan all really like, uh, early two thousands, like fast, like posi number shit, like desperate measures and the first step, all that kind of stuff. Um, I've always loved that kind of music. We wanted to do something like that. So I wrote some riffs um, and we got together and, you know, Ryan did the drums on the recording. I did the strings and then uh, TK who plays bass and choice to make and uh, a plethora of other bands previously. He, uh, he did vocals, but we're going to have uh, when shows come back, uh, our homie, Mike Zeminski, I believe is going to play guitar. And then, uh, Tommy, who drums in One Step Closer and Choice to Make, will be the other guitar player, and I'm going to rock the bass live. But uh, it was dope, you know? It was just something to kind of keep us busy, you know what I mean, in the downtime, because Choice to Make had put out the record, so we were kind of chilling while One Step Closer was working on stuff. Um, Warren was working on stuff, so Caleb was busy with that. So it was something that, like, you know... I was able to just kind of put the majority of it together and then Ryan could like jump in when he wasn't doing OSC um, stuff and TK, you know what I mean? Cause he was on downtime with me with choice to make. And then our homie Pat McHale recorded it. And then uh, actually uh, Garrett point of contacted us up about doing tapes and he just got those in his web store um, for core club. I'm going to have to, he sent me like the link right before the election. So I was like, I want to kind of let the election die down. Like, cause it's been like chaos mm-hmm. and then, you know, post it up, but he's got tapes, uh, for sale. And, you know, I'll post that up on social media, like a link to, uh, to his web. Oh, do the tapes for us. It was very cool. And, uh, Carter reached out too. He's like, Oh, if you guys want to do stuff down the line, um, you know, let me know. So, Maybe we'll do a similar strength situation, you know what I mean, for the fire and fucking dude, just twelve forty from within, splitting up the northeast PA fucking homies. 
That's awesome. Just from here on out, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's a good relationship. I had no idea that uh, Garrett even did tapes. Uh, shout out Garrett, former guest of the podcast. Uh, I love uh, Point of Contact. Um, he's actually a really nice guy. Shout out to Florida hardcore Tampa. So th- that's really cool to hear. I'm stoked to see that. I yeah, mean, I had never met him. He just reached out, and um, you know, it, I mean, I it wasn't like he was like some sort of like guy from like Mars. Like mm-hmm. it was obviously like one degree of separation. So I was like, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like whatever you want to do, we're down for sure. And, and especially uh, for somebody uh, to reach out and want to do something to help out. I, I think that's super sick to for somebody to have that kind of, um, or that much interest and to put that yeah. effort in. It's super sick. It was cool. Like that people like, cause we, you're just, doing it because we you know wanted to do a band like that like and you know maybe play some like local shows like what what ends up happening too like you'll see in some areas like so there'll be a group of people that are all kind of like interchanging in the same bands and those bands will start to get better reactions at home and then like those bands can't be opening for traveling bands because you know you don't want you know the local opener people coming from them for them just to see them and you know going off and then like bouncing or like getting a better reaction than like the higher up bands or something like that so mm-hmm. then you gotta start new bands like local opener type bands so that's kind of like the vibe on like the fire we wanted you know more bands and something that's you know not happening locally right now and something that we like to play and listen to so it was cool like you know some heads were into it like when they heard it and stuff so i think um at, because it's not and not to like be like you know that music's super easy but it's not like um i don't know dragon force like where it's like crazy sweeping music or some shit like that it's like mm-hmm. you know just straight up hardcore and uh you know if we wanted to do an ep i'm sure we could all get together and figure it out yeah, well, I feel like you guys are doing it right, and I feel like that's why a lot of people, uh, you know, were paying attention to it and wanted to, you know, do stuff with it. So I hope to see more from you guys in the future. Yeah, I mean, I'll send it to your brain early. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Garrett, for uh, doing the tape. Core Club, shout out. Shout out, Core Club. I'll, I'll make sure to post that link uh, whenever you send it over to, um, you know, help spread the word. Uh, but you mentioned you have to start these or you don't have to, but sometimes you start these bands to uh, have bands to open shows, but wouldn't it be crazy to be able to have like a, a band that's established play before the touring bands, but everybody stay. Yeah, it would be amazing. I mean, shit, man. I, I think I saw a meme. We're moshing for the openers. Once we have shows back, <laughs> so fucking, I, I don't know if anyone might be your last, you know, your last set you ever see. So I think everyone's going to, be there for every band right up front mosh and sing along <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah hopefully people are, are staying true and re- remember these memes when shit actually gets back but dude yeah. I, I mean this is a good time for the, anyone who was thinking about getting out you should just you know you could fade out right now very seamlessly and we won't even know when shows come back <laughs> if you're <laughs> you're even there to begin with yeah it's like okay it's like all you jaded fools who were looking for a way out this is it the pandemic the door is open pandemic oh man pandemic (laughs) got me i can't come back 
yeah, man, I, I just grew up. The pandemic happened and I just, uh, you know, wanted to move on with my life. Oh, man, whatever. That, yeah, <laughs> that, that's wild. Man, I'm obviously I'm like really curious to, to, to see what it's like when it comes back because I'm because you think about how much or how many new records have come out this year, which is super yeah. surprising and um, awesome at the same time because it's so many great records have dropped this year and nobody's been able to see shit live outside of uh, these awesome live streams that have happened um, which are fun but I, I just can't wait till we get back to the the, yeah. the regular stuff it's not stuff. the same thing you know what i mean it's fun it's nice but i don't know i want some fat sweaty shirtless dude pissing me off by putting his armpit in my face you know <laughs> I, i'd give anything for it right now yeah sometimes i, I think about like when uh tiger's jaw did that live stream uh hello I, i'm sorry you're cutting out so after those did you hear me say about the fat sweaty guy yeah i did um okay and then you cut out after that okay uh, so are, are you just in like a bad location for your for your uh, wi-fi or are you like in a dead zone i don't know let's see here i'm just on my like cell but i'll click over to the wi-fi uh i'm on the wi-fi now so let's see what happens okay but I, I was mentioning when Tiger's Jaw did that live stream with uh, Hate Five Six at um, Will Yip Studio. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, uh, bought the ticket, but I, I was just uh, curled up in bed. Uh, I, was, I was posted up, had it on the big screen, and I was just chilling. And it, it was just, uh, just chill. I was like, okay, this is this is awesome. Uh, but obviously, I, I would like to see them in a different environment. But the fact that I was able to uh, pay a very fair price to uh, catch that live stream, uh, it, it was cool. I, I was just chilling at home. Oh yeah, they're definitely like cool, like, and definitely keeps keeps things going and interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, IRL for me, baby. Yeah, because I would I terror and dare I did one yesterday. Uh, or was it yesterday or on Thursday, and mm-hmm. um, that was super awesome because uh, Terror's super sick. It was um, obviously for the anniversary for Keepers of the Faith and Dare, super sick local band. Um, so it, yeah. it, it's it's cool to see bands get out there because I, uh, you know, follow some of these people on social media and to see their reactions and talk about what it's like to get up there after not being on stage for so long. It, it's kind of cool to see them, you know have this refreshing feeling and you know positive uh moments about it but yeah we're all just waiting for these actual live shows to come back because uh, yeah, i'm just dying to jump yeah. o- jump off stage or do something that i shouldn't be doing at, at 32 years old you know oh yeah i'm with you 100 <laughs> yeah 100 it's like the times that i do stuff like when i get like hurt or when i get punched or something i'm just like why am i doing this i was like i'm just like questioning my whole reasoning behind it but then it's like oh yeah it's because it's fun and this is what i've been doing and i love it yeah because you have to do it you, you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah you, before I, you know it you're out there you don't even uh, you're like oh shit how did i end up here yeah sometimes the music's just too good and it, it'd be a crime to just be standing around i know man <laughs> i was gonna make <laughs> I was gonna make a one step cl- more so like a Ryan joke and bust his balls, but I'm gonna not. <laughs> okay. But it's uh, it's funny in my own head. All right. But, uh, <laughs> now I'm just curious, like what this joke is, because I, I want to know if it's funny or not. I'll tell you after. Okay, I off air. Ryan, but uh, I was kind of like I was riding him pretty hard on like that tour in January, and I felt kind of bad after. But I love him. He's like the little brother, you know. 
Yeah, shout out Ryan. Super great guy. I always DM him randomly. For sure. I, I always DM him randomly and he always responds. So respect. I love Ryan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking of January, obviously, I'm going to have to bring up FYA again. Uh, that was <laughs> such an awesome time. And I, like, Change this to the FYA podcast. Bob should be paying. Uh, you know, do you, you want to know something funny about uh, Bob? Hello? Sorry, you're cutting out. <laughs> your, your, your Wi-Fi is failing no, I, you. I said Bob should be paying you royalties. Oh, <laughs> honestly, um, I'll provide the service for free. That's that's uh, that's a testament to how good th- uh, this year's fest was. You should get free uh, lifelong FYA pass, Bob. <laughs> Jamie Orkay should get free lifetime FYA passes. He lives, breathes, bleeds FYA. I, I don't even know. He's the <laughs> Jamie R.K. is officially FYA. <laughs> okay, you're getting him for free every year. Just right. show up. All right, I'm, I'll 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 be the spokesperson. But uh, I, I obviously talk about it a lot. Uh, but meeting you in person for the first time out there and everybody else, it was such a cool experience because you guys were so oh, yeah 100%. yeah and like you you guys were so nice and it, it just like blew me away because I was like okay this like. I like blows my expectations out of the water because obviously like we've like talked and I've talked to the other guys a, a bunch on the internet, but it always, yeah. I, but it doesn't always translate to real life. But when I met you guys and you guys were like way cooler in person, I was like, damn, this is so awesome. This is why I, I love these guys. And I'm always like, you know, talking to them and willing to do anything to help support what you guys are doing. Cause like, yeah, it was, it was just such an awesome experience with, like meeting you guys out there and, and also finally being able to see choice to make live. Yeah, dude, it was, it was definitely sick. It was, uh, no one got catfished, so that was a plus. <laughs> and then uh, it would have been – when you say it's like, oh, you guys were, like, nice, like, have you ever, like – so, like, what? I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my head around the scenario where you roll up and we're just like, fuck you, Jamie. Get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> like, just, like, tr- big dickheads. No, okay. So, like, <laughs> I, I've had so many people on the podcast, and I don't know what to expect when I meet people in person because I've had yeah. I've had a range of experiences like I've had like awesome interactions with like you guys. But then there's times where like I've uh, met people, uh, you know, finally in person and I get just like a lukewarm response. And I, I, I get like, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I get when uh, people do the, do my podcast. I don't expect us to all be best friends, but it, it's just weird. Like when I have those interactions where I meet these people in person and they just act like they don't know me, which is fine. I'm like, whatever, like I'm not anybody special, but it's like, OK, like we did talk for a couple hours. Well, yo, listen, listen, OK, Fuck listening. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. OK, that's it. Fuck. Them. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, fair. I, I yeah, I know what you mean though. Like sometimes people like kind of cool guy, but at the same time, I guess I don't know. You you, you gotta walk a mile in someone's shoes. Maybe they're like kind of like socially anxious or something. But you know, nine times out of ten, hardcore motherfuckers are gonna cool guy. So fuck them. They'll they'll drop out in a year anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that's why when I meet people like you and I admire what you guys do in your uh, area, it, it, it's just cool. It's just like, wow, it makes me like you guys in your, um, you know, your scene and what you guys are doing, the bands, like even more. It's just like, you know, just, it's just extra and it's cool. Thanks, man. We appreciate you putting on for us too. So, you know, it goes both ways. For sure. And, and, and it's just like, it's just like real respect and real friendship, you know, and it's not like, like, and I'm not trying to like dick ride people or, you know, climb some weird social ladder. It's just like, I talk to people how I normally do. Obviously, you know, cause we, we talk off air, whatever. And the way I speak yeah, in here, yeah. it, it's the same. And I'm not trying to, uh, you know, be better than anybody. So like when I meet people 
in real life and it's just not what it was on the podcast I'm like oh this is so weird this is strange like you're a totally different person in real life versus your internet persona and that's and it's just so strange to me yeah no that's a mind fuck we we like to keep it real up here you know hell yeah that's why i'm dying to get out there come on out dog you know you know we're talking some shit about getting you out here so come on out D- don't worry it's it's gonna ha- 2021 it's gonna happen whether the pandemic's over or not we're gonna figure yeah. out a way to make it happen uh and i, I obviously i'm willing to travel so it, uh as long as you guys are okay with having me there w- we'll figure it out pandemic or not it's we'll gonna happen you, jamie rk in the swb at some point in 2021 it's going down yep private show <laughs> okay yeah but, private show call up uh everybody from one step closer all the troops but um but what? what what are you gonna say it was real cool to meet you and that was a fya was sick for sure and uh it was a good like a good uh interaction i feel like you know for everyone like to link you to our area and all that stuff so shout out to bob for booking that fest solely for us to meet jamie or k <laughs> love it it took a couple of years but it panned out the way you wanted it to Yes. Thank you, Bob, and everybody else that worked on it. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the next FYA. And I, I don't want to say next year because um, we don't know if it's happening or not, but I'll just say the next FYA because it has to happen again at some point in the future. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So finally, moving on to choice to make. You guys, uh, you know, hey. <laughs> finally, you guys have had some movement this year. Obviously, you mentioned earlier the record dropped in February, which was crazy on, on Valentine's Day of all days. That's very, very romantic. Well, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends need gifts to give each other. And choice to make vicious existence EP seemed like the best gift you could give to your loved one, your significant other, whoever that may be. So, you know, Christmas is coming up mm-hmm. and there's still copies left. If you didn't get your significant other <laughs> a copy of Vicious Existence <laughs> for Valentine's Day, you should get it for Christmas. <laughs> Good old stocking stuffer. There it is. Christmas 2020, it's going down. Head over to Flatspot Records and pick it up. You know, shout out Flatspot. Uh, obviously, I, I was really stoked to hear that you guys signed with them. I love everything that they're doing. And if you look at uh, what they've put out since you guys came out, super solid roster. Like I was, I had Shay on. Oh yeah, I had Shay on a, a couple weeks ago, and I, I was telling him, I'm like, dude, I want to do a Flatspot showcase. There's just so many sick bands on on the label. Yeah, I listened to that episode. It was good. Like before this, there's like plans of like some sort of wild summer thing with different legs have had like different regions had different groups of flat spot bands i think and uh it just you know shit shit happened <laughs> but yeah shout out to flat spot ricky jay the fucking the whole gang man like they're crushing it 100 percent. i they just put out that uh karma record dude karma from chicago such a sick band yeah yeah we played strength for reason played with them i believe in detroit um maybe two years ago for motor city fest too they they were i met that kid uh josh from life's question he was rolling with them Mm -hmm. because i really liked that band life's question so i went up and talked to him i recognized him and uh yeah he was real chill and i like that band a lot i can't wait to hear their new shit oh yeah same here i like their re- reaction at FYA just like totally blew me away because I and I, I've talked uh, about this before, so people are probably rolling their eyes at this story again. But 
I like I, I'd seen them. Uh, the only time I ever saw them live was a program, and that was cool. But I felt like my my uh, vision of it was like kind of skewed because uh, Josh, great guy, and then but like all of my friends were there, and like it was just like kind of like a uh, like everybody was going off. So I was like, okay, I, I I don't know if this is how it always is. So when I saw them at FYA, it was like crazy. I like everybody in the room was like going off, and I was like, wow, this band is even more intense. Then when I saw them at program and I was like, okay, this band's like going to blow up. There's like, you know, no telling how far they can go. I think, um, you know, I think if the pandemic didn't happen, I think they're going to be like a, you know, a big band of 2020, to be honest. Like, I, you know, they got good work ethic and they get out there and they play shows a lot. They do tours. So mm-hmm. like, you know, hopefully uh, whenever shit gets back, like, you know, they could keep that shit going because they were uh they were getting it in and it was working yeah because they obviously announced that signing to triple b but then yeah uh, then it just seems kind of quiet on on their end so i'm I'm hoping that that they're staying busy and uh working on stuff yeah and i mean everyone's got you know it's a hard time and everyone's got their own shit so i'm sure sooner than later we'll hear something okay so uh you guys uh choice to make put out that record in february but then you guys mm-hmm. were a part of the one scene unity comp which was so sick like i talked about that that uh record that comp uh, and like front to back all amazing bands all awesome tracks can you talk about what it was like to be asked to be a part of that and how you guys decided to um you know come up with the track live on to be on it yeah um so Carter had reached out and, um, you know, laid it out what the deal was. And we were like, fuck yeah. Cause coincidentally a while before that, the compilation, um, just on its own, because we were going to do a different comp that I don't know if it's still going to happen or what, but if it does, we'll write a new track for that. But we've been sitting on it, waiting, waiting, waiting. And then, you know, uh, the firm within comp, gets on the table and we just we're like yo we're gonna use this track for this comp if you still want to do your comp then you know we'll write a new song for that but we're gonna do this on the front with from within um mm-hmm. one scene unity thing and um because you know we, we were already like yo should we just put this online like it was getting to the point of like we've been on it for months and we've played it live a few times even you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um so we kind of wanted to get it out there because people like even though we played it live a handful of times, uh, it was kind of crazy. Um, people kind of knew it a little bit because we played. We were playing a lot of shows in like a small time frame, and we played it a couple times in a row. And I'm like, you know, it'd be cool if people like knew it, knew it. And um, so the timing just kind of worked out. So we had the track and fucking just fired it right over to him. And then you know the rest is history. He put it out. It fucking it, it banged, and it was dope tracks from all the bands good mix of all different types of uh hardcore and punk bands you know it was done right yeah it, 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 i don't even know how he uh, managed to put it all together and even just like the the track listing was just great it's, it's very easy to listen to front to back because sometimes yeah. you'll put on a record and you just want to skip around but with like the one scene you need to come i could just put it on and just let it play because it's just so sick or you just put it on and just skip right to choice make track and then <laughs> take the fuck out the CD player, man. You're done. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm always having trouble and I still don't have like an actual favorite track off the record because uh, there's, there's just so many good songs. Like I, I feel like when it first came out, like 
the Hangman track was my favorite. And then obviously mm. Simulacra. People like the Age of Apocalypse track a lot. Yo, dude. I feel like that's that's the one people really enjoy. That band's very good. I saw so many people that I am friends with and people that I know that were posting that um, that track and just finding out about Age of Apocalypse. And I was like, oh, that's so crazy. Because in my mind, everybody knows about all the bands, you know. But that's not mm-hmm. always the, that's not always the case. Like some people just aren't aware. So and, and just like seeing people discover Age of Apocalypse through the comp, I was like, oh shit! Like the comp is doing its job and pushing these bands in front of people that have never even heard of them. And it was just so cool for me to yeah. see. Yeah, like um, that's uh, that's the cool thing about comps because a like a band that might be popular in one sect of like hardcore and punk, uh, you got the people over here that listen. You know. Say you're into like someone who's like into like real like heavy ass hard shit and not so much like the faster stuff. They mm. might not fucking know, like the faster um, paced music fan might not listen to heavy stuff and vice versa. And they see it on this comp together. So they're going to see it all and be exposed to a band that might not be new, but it's new to that person because they were in their own lane for a little bit. You know what I mean? 100 percent. I'm finding out about bands you know, in all sorts of different ways. Like I just had on uh, Frank and Connor from the Somerset thrower uh, out of long Island. And they'd been active since like 2013, but I didn't find out about them until I saw them live in 2018 or excuse me, 2019. And you know, I was uh, like super late, but, um, but I'm a lifelong fan going forward. So yeah, you find out about new bands or bands that you didn't even know existed in in the most random ways, whether it be through a comp, seeing them live or a suggestion or retweet. It, It just happens so randomly. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm just weird and I just assume everybody knows about like all these bands because it's so uh, easily accessible because we all mm-hmm. have, we all have social media. We all have some sort of um, some form of, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Bandcamp. So I just assume everybody's in the loop. But the thing with that is some sometimes you can get in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I'm just looking at like a a thing right now it says anvil or something and it's like yo check out the anvil demo you know what i mean and <laughs> uh-huh. every you see everyone on your shit rep- the anvil demo the anvil demo and then like you know this demo but they're just screaming about it to one another you know what i mean so it's sometimes you know that's why live shows are important too because social media does a lot for p- promoting your shit yeah but sometimes you get stuck in like a little echo chamber of you're just promote you're preaching to the choir these motherfuckers already like it you know what i mean so you gotta get out there and play to people that don't know who the hell you are and you know or even like get on shows and tours that it's like you know we don't belong on this shit so you know these people aren't going to really know us they're either going to not like it or or they are going to like it or they might just be like huh that's that's cool but i never heard of this band but you know what like comes out like so yeah the social media stuff, um, you know, it could look like something's crazy, but it might not be as out there as we believe it is, you know? Mm-hmm. I always like those bands that take those chances and um, are the, uh, you know, the oddball band on the tour. Cause I, cause I feel like that's like the easiest way to stick out and get people's attention. Cause if the, Dude, yeah, cause if the tour package is like, you know, pretty similar or in the same vein and there's just one band that just sticks out, people are like, Oh, what the heck? Why are they on the, the, the tour? And that, that just makes me more curious. Cause obviously like, um, I'm starting to think like, Look okay, like who are they? Like, how are they connected to 
any of these bands or are they connected to any of these bands? Like, how do they end up on this tour? Uh, there's yeah, has to be a connection yeah. somewhere. So th- that just kind of sticks out in, in my brain. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to pay attention and uh, check it out. And, you know, obviously, like it doesn't always hit. But then there's the times where uh, these oddball bands do stick out and are great. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like it, it was like such Dude. a kind of like a cheat code. They just um, snuck in, uh, got everybody's attention, you know, for one way or another. And, and it just happened to work out. So I, I, I think it's awesome when bands do that, and especially when they're willing to take that risk. Because, yeah, if they stick out, you know, people might hate them. Um, but there's also a chance people will love them so it's always a, a cool risk that i think um, bands uh, do take when they do that and like um a good for instance like personally uh we played with angel dust and wicca phase in philly mm-hmm. you know what i mean it wasn't like it wasn't like a hardcore crowd really like you know what i mean um but we played and fucking it was cool like 99.9 percent of these people had no idea who the fuck we were what the fuck we were about to play mm-hmm. and you know they were just feeling it you know what I mean? The shit that I, I hadn't seen. And that was like one of my favorite sets we ever played. You know what I mean? Just because it was like I was not expecting anything because we were so out of place. And then, uh, you know, then, you know, it was a good vibe. So, yeah, sometimes taking a swing works out live. Oh, yeah. Just being out of your. Yeah, and I kind of like that mindset. You just kind of showed up and you were just down to do it. And uh, you, you didn't really set any expectations. And you were just, you know, like, like really surprised. And it was like such a good time. I, I love those moments. Yeah, I try not expectations. I feel like then you get your hopes up and you can be let down. If you have no expectations, even like the littlest thing will get you so hyped, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I just go, I, I like going, that, that's just with life. Like, I like no preconceived notions of what's going to happen and, uh, you know, try to, because when I get them, I then I get like real bummed out when it doesn't go as planned. <laughs> No, hundred percent. I definitely know uh, how that is. Like, I, yeah. I haven't um, put out any new merch in like I don't even know how fucking long it's been. But I have this this design made, uh, which I can't really talk about publicly. But I have this Disney yeah. this Disney design made, and I, I'm just waiting to send it off to the print shop. But uh, with every Disney thing that I've done, I've had like the photo shoots, whatever uh, quote unquote photo shoots done in Disney. So I just refuse to do anything until I'm able to do that. And yeah, right now I can go into uh, California Adventure, uh, but the design doesn't pertain to that park. It's actually a Disneyland uh, related shirt. So I have to be able to access Disneyland to do these photo shoots. And I just can't do it until the park actually opens. So it's kind of put like this, uh, you know, halt on um, any new merch coming out. And I just don't want to do it any other way because like that's just a what I want to do with the merch. Like I'm not doing it to, to make money. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's just like my, that's like my weird, like artistic outlet besides this podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, having a goal and like having things work how you want them to work is definitely like good. I think that's different than like expectations. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I, I just, yeah, I I have this vision and I just don't want to, I don't want to sacrifice it for anything and i you know i i, I just want to do it this way and not don't want to cut corners and I, like cheapen it um you know yeah. nobody's really going to know except for me but just like i couldn't sit with myself right uh you know if it wasn't the way that i actually wanted it so yeah i get that like i get i, I have a heart like i get like that with choice to make sometimes and i feel bad mm-hmm. but uh so choice to make you guys were on the one scene unity comp uh is there anything else in the works do you guys have uh, any new songs that you're working on 
or any news that you want to break mm. right here on the podcast? I mean, I have a bunch of, let's see. I mean, I have shit written. I think Caleb probably has some shit written. Like, I, I mean, obviously we like to keep the, keep the wheels moving, but like, I also want to let the EP kind of simmer for a minute. I, I'd at least like to play like a handful of shows on the EP before dropping a whole other record. But it, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't mind doing, um, in the meantime, like a split or something, you know what I mean? Um, it'd be cool to do a split with a band. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of bands that like, I'd love to do a split with like Kulu or something like that, or just, you know, so, someone we're kind of homies with that we like the music, mm-hmm. you know, um, restraining order would be a cool one. So, something, um, something like that, you know, would be cool. Cause you know, we have, we already have some songs on deck as it is. So I would like to, you know, continue writing, and maybe get like some sort of LP lined up for like, you know, once like shows can come back into play that we could like play on it that like I want to release a piece of music, like a full piece of music to play on. I feel like um, we didn't get that opportunity with the last record and I want I want to be able to do that. But in the meantime, dropping a dropping a split would be cool. Oh, actually, I mean, I don't know how public public this is i don't really know the full details okay but uh dude from europe hit up caleb he's doing some sort of comp like a tape comp right Mm -hmm. and um i think we're gonna have a live track on that comp and i don't know the details on like any of when it's coming out who's on it um any really of that but i know you know that was something caleb brought to the table and we figured out like Okay, just with the time frame, we didn't have enough time to write a song. So we were like, oh, let's use a, like a live track, maybe a cover. <laughs> so um, it'll be on this tape comp from Europe. So keep your eyes out for that whenever that may happen. For sure. Whenever there's more info, send it my way. We'll post it up and try to get the word out there. But that's sick to um, get out there and uh, be in that market and hopefully get in front of some different kids out there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I guess the vibe is like, as long as pandemic lasts, like, we'll probably do like a song here, you know, two or three tracks here type shit until shows come back and then maybe like drop like a full album after, you know, maybe a couple months of shows that we could play on the EP, play the songs on the EP. And uh, the EP, the record release show obviously uh, didn't happen, but is there a, a chance you guys want to try to recreate a record release show for that? Or are you guys just kind of just move on and just play normal shows after that? No, I mean, fuck, I, it's not too crazy of a show to get back together. It's not like we were flying anyone out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if we could uh, finagle it, you know, recreate it, then uh, you'll see, you know. The answer, Victory Garden, Mind Force, Choice to Make, Death Threat, the whole deal. Victory Garden, what a band. Yeah, that that's Caleb was pushing hard for that one. And uh, they're a good band, and it was cool to have like different style of band. Fucking um, all those, the the whole clan, the Smith clan is like talented musicians. So, um, oh, fuck. Um, I believe Hangman was on that show. Shout out. If, I, if memory the, serves. Shout out the Smith clan. 
Actually yeah. mentioned, uh, they actually mentioned that they're supposed to play that show. Uh, when I did, I did a podcast, uh, like I think a month or two ago, I, I had on uh, Michael from uh, Pain of Truth and the drummer. Chris I listened to that one and the whole, the whole family shows up. Dude, that was so insane. Cause it, that was not planned at all. Yeah. Uh, Cause Michael's like, Oh yeah, I want to go get my brothers. I'm like, yes, please. That'd be fucking cool. So the, yeah, they all showed up and yeah. we started talking. It, it was so wild, but so fun at the same yeah. time. Right now I put it out in the ether. Let me cut you off and let me put this out into the universe and see what the universe gives back. Okay. Choice to make pain a truth split. I'm putting it out in the universe and I'll see what comes back to me down the line. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll send it uh, to uh, Michael and Chris Reaney uh, straight to the source. <laughs> <laughs> see what's up. There you go. Th- that, that'd be fucking sick. Yeah. Um, but- yeah. Okay, but yeah, hopefully uh, it, it'd be cool to give that EP, uh, you know, some proper love with a, a like a record release show. Even though the record, yeah. I'm gonna have been out for a minute, but it'd be, it'd be cool to um, uh, put that together because obviously that lineup was sick and that EP is still sick. It, it, it holds up, and um, I, I, I definitely still rock out to it and enjoy that music. That's the thing. Like, um, I want to give it some proper love because I'm proud of. Um, proud of that ep i'm proud of the work the boys put in on it and i want to yeah yeah like you said i like that to give us some proper love so and thank you for uh for supporting it uh one thing it doesn't seem like you guys keep your band camp up to date is there um, you just want to let the ep live on the flat spot band camp or are you just kind of um waiting until you put something else out yeah i mean that's like not an intentional thing yeah it could ride on the flat spot band camp i'm not very band camp savvy i don't really like go there unless like i like have to listen to something on band camp like and it's nowhere else on earth mm-hmm. but uh, i'm a i'm a spotify head or you know what i mean essentially yeah like i just rock spotify okay because my fear is somebody who's not in tune or aware they stumble across the choice to make band camp and they just see like oh only two releases all right check it out they're into it but then that's it for well, them. Fuck them for not knowing. <laughs> so, so they should have known by now. Well, <laughs> but if you don't know your ass. Better call somebody. Choice to make. Vicious existence. Okay, but, but that's just my. <laughs> no, no, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. So, with that said, it's a good idea. I should update that, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because yeah, so that's very good logic. I didn't have that kind of foresight. I I live in my bubble of. I throw on Spotify and it's 2020 and everyone has Spotify in my mind, but you know, you got people from, you know, like Edwardsville and rough parts of Pennsylvania that don't have Spotify. Um, but yeah, I, I just want it to be, uh, you know, I'm um, even across the board, even though um, I'm not even across the board. Uh, sorry to my YouTube audience. I know I've uh, fell off, but um, but for you guys, more importantly, uh, I, I just want it to be, you know, consistent where people go just so that nobody gets left out or, you know, they they end their love for a choice to make at the promo when it could have extended to. Vicious. Is the promo that bad? No, no, no. no. Would hear it and be like, oh, I'm done with choice to make. No, no, no. Because um, like, what, what, what if they're like Bandcamp only? They're like anti, uh, you know, these DSPs like uh, Spotify, Title, Apple, and they're like, we're only on Bandcamp, nowhere else. So I don't know. I, I just don't want I them to be we're, cheated. We're not. Uh, we, I guess that's where the real crust punks are. Then I guess right, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. I'll have to get that. One. The crust punks. They hop off. <laughs> Hop off the freight train right into the internet cafe. Hop on the band camp. 
Uh, that's so weird. Where, where was I recently? And I just saw this uh, this guy who was like, he looked like a, a crust punk, but you could just clearly tell that it was like a a costume. I guess I guess that's a proper word for it. Yeah. And I was like, this is so oh strange. yeah, I know the vibe. I was like, this is so strange. But I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I, I, I didn't want to, and I, I don't like to rain on people's parade. I don't like to make people feel bad. I'm, it was just really, um, you know, interesting for me to see. But I can't remember where I was and why it made it so interesting. I, I think it was, it was because of where we were at. But uh, it's okay. It, it, it happened. You're probably, you're probably walking up to get your Starbucks Vente or whatever. <laughs> And this guy turns around with his like crass patch and he's like, yo, what can I get started for you today? <laughs> and you're like, you know, up the punks. Let me get a vente white chocolate mocha, oh, my dog. Man. And, uh, you know, I'll see you in the pit. <laughs> yo, uh, white chocolate mochas are good, but I haven't been to Starbucks. Uh, when was the last time I was at Starbucks? It's probably a couple months, to, to be honest. I'm not like a big yeah, coffee yeah. drinker. Like I'm really bad and I drink so many Red Bulls. I, I'm, it's, it's probably going to kill me. There's this. Yo. Like Creed Bratton says, man, sometimes you just got to ride the bull. You know what I mean? Yo, I love The Office. <laughs> and and I, I, I don't want to bring it up with like you guys because obviously you guys are local to that area. And I feel like it's kind of corny and you guys probably hear it all the time from people that aren't from the area. So I just don't want to be that guy. But since you brought it up, I, I Did I ever the, tell you my office story? No. If you like The Office, you might like this story. All right. Tell me about The um, Office because I always text you about random references from The Office to see if it's real or okay. not. But I'm curious. So this is for you, Jamie. This okay. one's for you. Thank I haven't you. told this one in a minute. Okay. Um, I like The Office. I'm not like, you know. My dick doesn't get super hard for the office, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time of this story, I wasn't super familiar. Like I'd seen it, but I wasn't like I, I ended up growing to like it later in life. OK, so I was like, you know, I was below 20, but but like, you know, I might have been fresh out of high school type situation. Mm-hmm. And the original drummer of Choice to Make's name is Adam Bell, and he played drums in pretty much all my other bands prior to Choice to Make. Okay. And we we're homies. And his dad was a magician from New Jersey who, like, um, you know, did magic shows. And he had gone to Germany and stuff. And he would take Oscar. You know what I mean? So they were homies. Okay. And when the office convention was in town, Adam's like, yo, because I would hang out with Adam, like, every day. He's like, yo, this guy from the office is over at my parents' house 10 minutes down the road. You want to go hang out? I'm like, sure, let's go. So we go over, roll in, you know, there's Oscar sitting on the couch with a cigar, just like bullshitting, talking to Adam's family and stuff. And we were hanging out with him for a while. He's like, oh, got to go like, you know, downtown Scranton. And uh, we're going to have like, there's like a some sort of party going on at this restaurant. You know, y'all should come. So we're like, oh, OK. So the whole crew, we all roll down and walk in. And, you know, there's Bob Vance, there's Phyllis, there's Dare, the whole shebang, except for, um, uh Corel, Jim and Pam. Oh wow. That they were the only ones Rock and stars. They, I don't think Dwight was there. Rockstar. But the, the other the other heads were there. Okay. And uh, you know, I got we got to meet all of them and they're all very cool. Uh Bob Man, I don't know his the actor's actual name, but he, he's like he was sloshed and uh I, I think he I mean, I don't know. He might have been drunk, but he looked he he had the vibe of he was having us and he uh he introduced himself as Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Like that, that's how he introduced himself. It was great. And then uh, we met Craig Robinson. He was very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, ended up getting a picture. Like it was myself, my friend Adam, his brother Joey, his brother Michael, 
and Michael's now wife, Michelle. And Meredith, which I, I forget her name is Kathleen something, and then Oscar uh, in a picture. And that that's my story from The Office. <laughs> the end. That's awesome. They're very nice people. That's great. I, I I love that Bob Vance was in character, and I'm uh, really happy to hear that because you've never told me that story before, and I've texted you numerous times about random things uh, that are. It from was the a office. long time ago. Okay, no, so it, uh, it's not really. It just, but, yeah, that's that's my office story. So, and that's what choice to make has pop in, and. Yeah, what else you want to talk about, my dude? Okay, wait. Before we we get off the office, I I, I want to make a suggestion. If if you like podcasts, if you like The Office, uh, Angela and Pam, uh, they have their own uh, podcast. Or Jenna Fisher and, and Angela have a podcast called Office Ladies, and they do like in depth breakdowns of the episode. They'll like, basically um, oh wow they'll watch the episode. Um, and oh, we're going into it. You should have already seen the episode. And then they just talk about like what went down in the episode like random things that happened behind the scenes uh and it, it's just such a cool thing and, and and it's so crazy that they have such knowledge from something that happened so long ago and they'll even tap in and call like the directors or get like some of the other actors or actresses that were on the show with them to chime in and it, to me it, it's like if you're an office fan like this podcast is like a must listen because it, it, it's so cool to hear all these crazy yeah. things that you had no idea that happened um during the shooting or um, little references here and there so if you are a fan, go check out uh, the Office Ladies podcast. It's super sick. Hell yeah. I'll have to check it out. Thank you. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, about um, you. How's your hair situation? Last time I saw you, you had just shaved your head. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking. Uh, I was just kind of discussing this with my girlfriend, Kristen, because um, I hadn't cut it since then. Oh, wow. Okay. So. It's a little, it's kind of curly. It's a little below my ears type deal, but I, it's it's getting thin up top, baby. I'm I'm holding on like by my fingernails here. That's kind of why I shaved, like almost down to my ass. But the top was just fucking looking funky, man. Like I was looking weird. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm gonna '86 mentality my head, fucking intro life trap it, and then head out for this FYA tour. Uh, you know, choice to make skins with TK and we're going to go get it. And then uh, from there, it just kind of grew back and the top's a little better than it was prior. So I don't know if I needed, you know, the firestorm up there. Mm-hmm. And now things are a little all right. Also, like, I think jujitsu kind of was doing a number on the top of my hair, to be honest. I don't know if that's a thing, but I used my head, my head to post on. So I might have been like kind of ripping oh. hair out. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Especially when it was longer. All right. So that's cool to hear that it's grown back. Now I'm curious about um, your uh, torso. You had this tattoo, and when I saw you last, it was uh, you know just the outline. I know it takes yeah. a lot of work to get that stuff done. I'm curious, uh, what's the progress like? Is it done? Do you have any color? No, it's not done. I've been chipping away at the background, but let me. I'll let you in a secret. Okay. Don't tell anyone, all please. Right. All right. But for all you tattoo purists, loyal to the coil fuckheads, you know, kiss my ass on it. Um, I found a dope numbing cream mm-hmm. that makes me feel like, well, you don't feel anything. Like, it feel like you have a dead appendage. So I'm going to bang out the rest of this torso. And for everyone who's like, you have to earn your tattoo and fuck you i have a bunch of other tattoos i know what they feel like they all feel the same they all suck so i have a 
I found a numbing cream that works real well, and I'm going to use it for the rest of my torso. So I should be able to bang it out within this uh, this upcoming year that I've been putting off for a long time because I hate. All right. Well, I'm glad to get that update. I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what it looks like when it's uh, finished. Yeah. Shout out Kristen Emmett, Native Stray Tattoo. That's who's lacing it up. Hell yeah. That, 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 that's super awesome. Shout out Native Stray Tattoo. Uh, and you briefly mentioned uh, jujitsu. I know uh, you started back up again. You were uh, bringing uh, our mutual friend Chain along. I'm, I'm curious: are uh, you still um, active in that currently? Are, are the gyms still open? Because I know you mentioned last time we talked that you had to do a, a bit of a commute to the uh, the other location. Oh man, this is a this is a story. I'll give you the long and short of this one. Okay. So the school I go to, there's two locations. There's one about 35 minutes north of me and then one about 10 minutes away i went to the one 10 minutes away and we had a smaller crew you know it was kind of a satellite spot but we'd go cross train on the weekends at the open mat up there this karate place like the back room was our spot you know what i mean we had the mat the whole deal and the guy that owned the karate place owned the building and you know that was our room in the back that we kind of rented off and whatever so there's this guy locally in luzerne county that he's a Luzerne County predator catcher. He'll, you know, kind of catfish pedophiles, predators, like posing as, you know, 15 year old or underage boy or girl uh-huh. and um, set up a meeting and then just like live stream that shit, put him on blast. So he walks up to this truck. Lo and behold, it's the motherfucker that owns the building that we are in. And, you know, he catches this guy and, Essentially, the day after that, we ripped our sign off, so and we were done with that fucking location that we were in there. So now the only location is the one that's like 35 minutes north, like the main uh, spot of our school. And so since that shit, we yeah, we had to go up there um, since then. And that was fuck. Hold on, do you remember when that was? Me. Spring, summer. No, I'm talking oh. to uh, Christmas. No, nah, it, it was it was warmer out, so it's been a minute that we've uh, had a commute up the way a little bit to, you know, do stuff. But you know, uh, dropping news on the Jamie Orke podcast, the building that the Hive is in next year, there might be a jujitsu school in it. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you could turn uh, everybody else uh, onto jujitsu as well, and just have a whole gang down there. There's already buzz. I I put it out in the ether. Let it be known that. I think we're on for years and years. Come to jujitsu. Try it. They're, now they're like, oh, there's, there's somewhere in my backyard. It's like, well, yeah, it was in your backyard the whole time. It was just 15 minutes instead of five minutes. But now they're like, yo, I think I'll try it when it opens, man. Let me know. Let me know. But Shane's Shane's into it, man. Like, uh, I'm glad he, he finally took the bait. I've been fucking dangling in front of his face for a minute. And uh, the timing worked out recently. So mm-hmm. he likes it. And I'm curious, how has there not been like a choice to make like jujitsu reference tea or hoodie or anything? Because we got Ryan in there. He, you know, you throw, man, you throw some someone on top of him. What, what's he gonna be? You got Caleb. Like these guys, you know. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna put Hicks and Gracie choking someone out on a choice to make shirt. They're out there wearing. Ryan's out there wearing it. You know what I mean? He's wearing his own band shirt, supporting 
and then someone challenges him, what's he going to do? He, you know, we can't front like that. Like, we keep it real. So I, I can't put Ryan in danger. I can't put Caleb in danger. Tommy. Tom, Tommy's a psycho, though. He might he might, <laughs> <laughs> he might, might do well. Tom, okay. Tommy's born crazy. Um, but, uh, no, it'd be cool. Dude, Ryan, Ryan's a sleeper cell. I think he's going to start training once uh, – one shits in Wilkesbury. If I had to predict, you know who checked it out? Uh, Ross. He really liked it. But then, uh, I don't know. He got busy. So, yes. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. I'm not like one of those guys that's like, you know, Instagram name. Now, I'll probably. I'm not trying to <laughs> fucking. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone. Yeah, no, that I does this or like shit talk. But I'm not like you know. Nate P B J J on Instagram or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. it's like you know, uh, if we get a cool like group photo, I might post it. But like you know, I don't post. Like there's people that post like train today. You know what I mean? Like I train. It's like it's all the. It's you know, it's all you see. It's like I I train a fair amount. Um, I love it. I, I'm my unless like you know I'm from the neck down paralyzed or some shit. Um. But I'm not also like super, you know, I do jujitsu and, you know, I wear jujitsu gear. It's like I just try to tell my friends to try it out because I think it's a cool thing and I think it's good for your mental health. Uh Um, But as far as like, you know, you know, um, collabing on it, I don't I don't foresee that. You know, it's funny is I have a like whenever I travel, like the, the backpack that I use, it's a uh, it's from like a jujitsu brand. So uh, occasionally I'll get stopped in the airport and people ask me like, oh, like if I'm like flying out to like a match or something and I'm just like, no, Do they slap- sorry, you're breaking and up. Now they slap up and they try to like roll with you in the middle of the airport. <laughs> Did you hear me? No, sorry. sorry you're, you're cutting hold out. On. Oh, hold on. I moved one minute. Okay. Let me get. Where's the router? I don't know. Go back. Okay, I'm gonna go closer to the router, maybe. But I'm also okay. Um, yeah. So I was just trying to make some bad joke about you being in the airport, and a dude just like slaps and bumps and wants to roll with you right there in the airport, like baggage claim. I'd be nervous. I'm gonna just have to slap on a twister real quick and then get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be good. Um, but okay. Uh, you mentioned Caleb and this is some breaking news. I briefly mentioned this once on the podcast, but didn't really go too deep into it. But Caleb, uh, I, I tapped, um, into, uh, you know, or excuse me, I, uh, DM'd him. I, I, I tapped in and I asked him to design the new logo for the podcast. So he is going to be the person behind that artwork. So when you see Sick. the new logo for the Jamie K podcast, Starting on episode 200 and going forward, you can thank Caleb. Shout out to the SWB for that. I'm happy to be able to um, collab with somebody out there. Hell yeah. Fucking props to Caleb. He's been getting a uh, cool design work. So uh, good uh, good vibes to him and hope it keeps going for him. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really stoked to have that. Check in on all those guys. I, I tell them, I'm like, listen. Uh, hello? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I tell I tell him and Ryan. This is what I tell him and Ryan. <laughs> I feel long winded, but I tell this is what I want to happen. I want all these guys, like even one step closer. I want my dream is one step closer. They're all like purple belts. You know what I mean? They could hold their own. You know, they train. They've been training a few years. They're on tour mm-hmm. with um, 
I don't know who's who's like who's like some baby ass band. They're they're in some like hard ass place, and these guys try to fuck with them. They're like big ogres, and then you got like Ryan and Ross just like triangling people, snapping arms, the whole deal, like just like real sleeper cell shit. That's what I want to have happen. So we gotta get them training, dude. I would be down to see that. Ryan, he, he has a decent frame for jujitsu. I, I think he could, uh, uh, you know, be good at it. And he just has to, you know, just take the plunge and go with you guys. Yeah, we'll see. I think now that Shane trains, honestly, it's like people are like, ooh, like, you know, may, maybe I'll train now too. And I'm not trying to put Shane on blast, but like people really like Shane. And like, I think they see him as like uh, a mellow guy, you know, kind of like, you know, he's a normal build like the rest of it. Like, I think they see me as like some sort of like fucking nut job mm-hmm. in the head, but uh, a little like hot headed, but like Shane's more mellow. And, um, you know, so I think maybe some local guys will start checking it out now. We'll see. But Shane loves it, which I love. Yeah. I think for anybody that hasn't tried it out, people should try it out at, at least once because it's it's mind blowing when you kind of realize that uh, so many people don't understand how to apply or even defend a basic choke. Yeah, yeah. So even yeah, for basic self defense, just take a self defense class, even if you do it like twice in your life. Yeah, because they'll good. yeah, they'll teach you a lot. And uh, imagine you're walking down a dark alley and you get ambushed, and some guy's trying to put you in a rear naked or a guillotine. And you're like, oh, I've been in this position before. And you know how to defend. And boom, your life is saved. You get out of the alley. Yeah. And you get to live instead of dying by some random guy in a dark alley with a basic choke. But here's the thing. In jiu-jitsu, if you're in a bad spot, they say you fucked up a long time ago. So don't be in the dark alley <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> you fucked up a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. That's that's also true. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It, I, I love jujitsu. Uh, it, it's always fun to watch, and it, it's so crazy because I've, I've, you know, I when I used to train MMA, I know how hard it is to get in certain positions and to even get people off of you, off your back, or you know, being full mounted. It's it, it's insane. So it's it's always fun for me to watch and see like high level people do it because it, it's always just mind blowing that people are able to perform and get out of certain situations. Oh yeah, big time. I just like uh I just subscribed to that Flow Grappling. They always have like live events on and just cool to watch like matches and people just fucking, you know, getting wild. Yeah, did I, did I ever send you those uh they were doing uh that series. Uh, it was put on by Sakuraba. Why am I drawing a blank on the name of the the event? Oh, it was um Quintet. Did I ever send you those videos? Yes, I, the last part you told me about it last time, and I I checked it out. I really like that. I like that a lot. I like. Uh, I was watching a combat jujitsu tournament too. I think that dude Eddie Bravo mm-hmm. does it or something. Yeah, and you could you could fucking slap real hard. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like MMA where you, you could punch, but like you know these dudes are like, you know, what did the five fingers say to the face? Fucking bow! Like they're like slapping each other hard as fuck. Um, but it, it's like, it's cool because, you know, in some, I feel like tournaments and stuff, people stall like, and they're just like playing like for points and shit, which I'm, I'm not really into that shit. Um, but like, you know, the slap, like the slapping is more real life applicable if someone's trying to fucking hit you. And then like, it's like, I believe it's submission only, which that shit's dope too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it adds like a whole different layer to it because you, you think about it, yeah, like out in like the real world, and if you're in that position, that's something that's really going to happen to you. They're not just going to not slap you or punch you if they have you, you know, in a position to do that stuff. Yeah, and just even some of like the techniques you could use in a grappling, like a solely grappling competition where you're fucking upside down and your head's right by a foot, like, and you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, someone just kick you in the fucking head sometimes or like stomp on your head. So like. Like, there's definitely, like, you know, it gets to a point where, like, you're doing, like, you know, comp, like, competition or, you know, it's, you know, self-defense and all that shit. There's all different. It's like hardcore. You know what I mean? You got punk hardcore. You got beat down. You got everything. It's, there's all different styles. 100%. But, damn. Nate, this has been awesome. Yep. I'm stoked that you were down to do the podcast and I, I honestly like leading up to this, I didn't want to really talk to you cause I didn't want to, uh, you know, uh, make the conversation stale when we finally did the podcast, but I, I was happy that we were able to sit down and talk and catch up. And I'm happy to hear yeah, about, oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So I remember we were on like a 20 minute phone call and you're like, yo, save it, save it for the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Just cause, uh, it, it was just something that I was really looking forward to. And obviously I respect you and, uh, you know, enjoy being your friend. So I'm uh, happy and thankful that you were down to, to come on my, my birthday podcast is the first, uh, you know, th- this is the first time that my birthday has landed on a Monday and that's when I normally drop. So it was something that I wanted to do. So I, I appreciate you being down and I'm, I'm happy that you were the um, you know first one to, to come on and do this. Thank you for having me on your birthday. I, uh, I wanted to give you a, the gift of conversation. Yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing. I, I, I was talking to uh, my buddy, my other friend, Nate, who actually I, I hang out with um, uh, here at home. And I, I was telling him about how the podcast is kind of like my therapy because uh, outside of talking to him and uh, like coworkers and stuff like these people that I have on the podcast, like you and everybody else. It's like, uh, it's also like therapy and it's, and it's nice and it does great things for um, my mental health. And it, it's something that I look forward to and I love doing every week. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing to have for sure. All right. Well, before we go, is there anything you want to say or shout out the usual Warren, one step closer choice to make strength for a reason. The Fire, Wild Red, Acupuncture, Scranton Wilkesbury, Dark Medicine, Wicca Phase, the whole deal, <laughs> top to bottom, left to right. Um, Gracie NEPA, From Within Records, Flat Spot Records, who else? Shane Moran, <laughs> um, Jamie Orkay. Um, what was I going to say though? But uh, yeah, dude, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, you always support our we notice that and uh we don't take it lightly you know what i mean we uh we appreciate it so all right yeah i guess uh i would say that's it you know be on the lookout for new shit new uh new business ventures in 20 uh 21 all right well there you guys have it thank you again for tuning in this has been another episode of the jamer k podcast always on top